0: Call Kevin Brooker today. 800 975 6717 Do it today.
1: This is Kevin Brooker, and welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, preparing for retirement can seem really like an unending task. And in some ways that's true. The retirement and the income plan really has to evolve over time to adjust to things like runaway inflation like we're seeing now. So today we're gonna highlight some things you need to know to make that retirement puzzle all fit together.
0: You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And, uh, yeah, we are going to dig into some fun stuff today. Kevin is a fiduciary independent. Uh, he's been helping folks for more than 30 years. You'll find him at Silverleaf Financial. And the website is silverleaffinancial.com. So much going on. This is going to be fun. Uh, the, the puzzle put fit together. That's the key, isn't it, Kevin? Hi, how are you, it, by
1: the way? It, I am great, Steve. Great. It is always good to be here. And, and it is, right? It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. You know? And 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 it can be a pretty big one depending on your situation. And fitting all the pieces together and making sure they don't fall apart, um, you know that's the key, right? So so that's why we want to talk a little bit and see if we can't help out a little.
0: So you know when we get to retirement, we talk about retirement. It's all about numbers. It's a big math puzzle for, in some ways. And um, so I remember the old commercial about what's your number, and and so we we oh, call yeah, it financial yeah. independence number, or I like to call it FIN. <laughs>
1: Finn, there you
0: go. Sure. See? I'll start a new one. <laughs> everybody needs one. Exactly. It needs a financial independence. So what does that mean to you in terms of what you know, I mean, obviously it's different for everybody.
1: It is, it is, no question. And and uh and the number depending it it all depends on your lifestyle, you know, how much you wanna spend every month, how much you have saved, and and the lifestyle you wanna lead, right? and and some people lead lifestyles where they're very happy you know staying in the same community not really going out of state let's say not doing a lot of traveling um and and that can be a lot less expensive right than than hopping on a plane and flying to australia for two weeks so depending on the lifestyle that's what's going to dictate you know the the amount of money i would say is going to dictate what type of lifestyle you're able to lead uh without getting yourself in trouble and so the financial independence number to me is the number um that you need to accumulate that basically means you have enough savings and enough income uh, to cover your expenses for as long as you're going to live. And and that is the million dollar question that I have to talk about with everybody uh, that can be a little bit uncomfortable because we, we have to talk about life expectancy. Right. And, and you, just like you're planning a trip, you got to know your destination before you can figure out the route. Right. Yes. And, and if you don't know, you know, exactly, you know, you, it's going to be a little bit of a mess if you don't know where you're going. And so if somebody plans on, uh, you know, Their expiration, let's say, being at you know eighty one, and they make it into their nineties, that person is is very likely to have a lot of financial trouble if they didn't plan for it. And and I'll tell you, I've met my my practice is focused on retirement, Um, and so the majority of my clients are already retired. A lot of them are are within that uh, ten years of retirement, so they might be mid fifties, late fifties, something like that. And and but there's a lot of folks that I'll sit down with. And I'll have a conversation, and I say I like to plan on a life expectancy of between 95 and 100, because to me that's that's a a safe bet that you know it'll 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 work for the great majority of the population. Uh, obviously, plenty of people are living into their hundreds now, um, you know, which I'm not sure if that's a blessing or a curse, but that's another conversation, um, you know. So I think it's important to look at to, to take a hard look at your life expectancy because that means that's the number of years we're going to have to plan for covering those expenses, right? And so, what I like to start off talking about is, you know, your parents. How, you know, your parents. How long did they live? How were they healthy? Did they have? Did they have any uh, any, any issues? And your siblings, of course. Uh, but you want to look across your entire family uh, because one thing that can have a big, big impact on your savings is going to be if there's any Alzheimer's or dementia in your family. A lot of time, I believe that's genetic. Um, I don't know that the science supports it all being genetic. I'm not an expert on it, uh, but I, I have seen a lot of situations where it runs in families. Mm-hmm. Well, let and, me just say
0: this. I'm screwed.
1: <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, not really, but it's it, it's, it seemed fun. If, if it hey, you know, if it's, uh, well, you know what? If, it, if, if if it is, it it is what it is, right? It is
0: what it is. And, you can't change genetics. I mean, you, and it, and you're right. I think that's a big part of what sometimes people don't realize. And, and here's the, to me, the good news on there is that, we are living longer and, and I'm not living the lifestyle that my parents did. So I think that's good for me.
1: It, oh, I think, it, I think it is. Assuming, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you met the bad parts of your parents' life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, if, you're, I say if, if, uh, if, if not, then that's a different, that, you know, that's a different story too. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, you, you know, like for instance, I think about my father, one of the things I remember when I was growing up and, and I was, I'm the youngest of six. Okay. Okay. And, and so my father was, he was 40 when I was born and, um, growing up, I remember, you know, I'm a teenager and, and, and my father was a big time smoker until he, you know, got into his early forties, went to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you know, he, he wasn't feeling good and goes to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you'd probably feel better if you stopped smoking or you cut down on smoking. And he says, well, hell, I'll just quit. But the problem is then he he switched to red man. And then oh, man. and those of you who may know, I red know. man is, is chewing tobacco. Okay. And chewing tobacco is one of the worst things you can do for your mouth and your teeth. In other words, gum disease, uh, which led to him having all of his teeth removed. And so one of my memories as a child is, you know, we're, we're like going to church or something. He pulls up to the stoplight and he stops and he has to open the door and spit because he's chewing tobacco all the time. All right. It's nasty. It's it nasty. nasty. And I apologize. Yes. If I apologize, if I offend a tobacco chewer, I, you know, my bad, but I think it's a nasty habit. I do too. And 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 so my point though is, you know, I, I went to the dentist recently and and uh, uh, you know I had to get root canal and and, and uh, you know they got to put in a different tooth, one tooth. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, my goodness, how what would this be like having every all of your teeth pulled? Yeah. Uh, and then full full dentures put in. Uh, and so my point is, my dad lived a lifestyle smoking and chewing tobacco that I luckily learned from. Um, and I think all of us can do that, right? So hopefully we're living a healthier lifestyle than our parents did. And, and we're, we're probably going to live a lot longer. Um, I don't know if I personally want that my dad lived to 93. Um, but, but I think the fact is, we need to plan on it. And, and, and if you have too much money at the end of your life, you can give it away, leave it to your kids, give it to your church or a charity or Greenpeace or whoever you're a fan of, exactly. uh, you know, but it, but by doing that, it means that you'll have everything that you need. And so I think it's important that you take a look and figure out. We started talking about FIN, right, the financial independence number. Right. So everybody, we need to figure that out, and a good place to start is your income. And if you're married, I would look at your household income, um, and and look at if you're if you have if you're combining assets and doing it jointly like a lot of people do, um, you know. But you want to look at look at your income, and then most people would suggest anywhere between ten and twenty years of income. Uh, a lot of them lately, that number's been going higher, more like the 20 years. So at 50, that means if you make 50 grand a year, the recommendation is to have at least a million dollars saved. Okay. And, and I can tell, I can tell you, the fact of the matter is, most people are nowhere near that. All right. The average 67 year old gets a gets a Social Security check of 1,500 a month, has about 65 grand in savings in the bank, and the median retirement balance is i believe 165 or so. Wow. So that means half the, that means half the population has less than that, right? Mm-hmm. At that age. Okay? So between savings and retirement, that's about 2 and a quarter. That half the population has less than that. All right? And so i think those people that are on the lower end are, are could could they can have a lot of problems, man, you know, you know, look at look at inflation. Inflation has has been less than 2% going back uh I believe about 15 years has been less than 2% wow. since since the Great Recession. Boy, did we get slapped in the face. We got hit pretty hard in the last year, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. The inflation is at 40-year highs. Um, and at the same time, if these folks that are looking to retire are planning on retire, are retiring and living off of the money that you have in the stock and bond markets, well, that probably took a 15 to 20% or more, probably took a pretty big hit as well. So your cost of living is up 10% and your portfolio is down 20. That is a scary combination, guys. And, and I think it's important that everybody take a step back and look at where exactly they have their money invested, right? And that's what I can help you do. That's what we can help you figure out is where to put the money because, you know, you, you want to have money for different purposes, right? You want to have the emergency savings, which I would say is at least six months of expenses at, before you retire because you have money coming in. But after you retire, I'm going to suggest more like a year, maybe two years of living expenses in something like a money market, a cash money market, where you earn a little bit of interest, you don't pay any fees. And most importantly, you're not taking any risk of a loss because that's the money that you can live off of to pay your monthly bills for the next year or two, right? And, and so that would be the, the first thing. And then the next thing I like to look at is your income. How much guaranteed income do you have coming in and how much would you like? And so we want to start off by taking a look at your social security check, right? Sure. I mentioned I mentioned the average is fifteen hundred bucks if you're sixty-seven, uh, but that's the average. You know what? So all I depends. I mean, do you, you see people make, you paid in.
0: Do you see people have more than that?
1: Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. All right. The, yeah. No, no question about it. And in fact, the majority of people that are that are clients of of somebody like me, like my investment minimum is two hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Okay. That's my minimum. And 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 if you're listening just a couple minutes ago, I I, I pointed out how the Median uh, is 167 uh, in retirement savings. Um, and so that means half the population, you know, has, has less than my minimum. Um, and actually, I can tell you what the number is. I work with about the top quarter. I work with about the top 25% in terms of how much money people have accumulated. That's the group that I work with. And, and so the only way you get to that point is chances. I shouldn't say the only way, but the majority of ways is because you had a higher income and you, and you made more money during your career and you were able to save more. Um, now, there's no question a lot of people inherit money. I've met a lot of people that, in, you know, a lot of people inherit, inherit money, and a lot of them inherit a significant amount of money, um, you know. So, if that's something that's good, working for you, then, then you know, more power to you. Congrats, congratulations, you're one of the lucky ones. Um, but if that's not the case, guys, then, then what I'm going to suggest is we figure out that number, and then we figure out the best way to get to that number. So, the financial independence number, what is it for you? Um, there's, there's a lot of people that I think would be perfectly fine on a half a million saved because they they have a low expense. I'm going to call it a low expense lifestyle. Sure. So if you, so if you've got your house paid for, you know, you don't have to pay rent. All you got to pay is homeowners insurance. Uh, I guess you don't have to, it's your call if you own the house. Um, but I would advise it and uh, property tax. Right. And, and I think if you've got your residence, your wherever you live is paid for, then I think it's very conceivable that half a million dollars is plenty as long as you're prudent with it and you're careful. But if you don't have your house paid for, I'm actually surprised at the number of people that I meet that are retired and still have a mortgage. That, that is one of the biggest surprises I've come across because uh, I, I personally don't recommend it. I don't know why somebody wanted to retire with a mortgage. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I think it's a bad move, um, but it's, it's everybody's choice. You know What I like is debt-free. I think the best way to retire is completely debt-free with your home paid for. Um, if the home you're living in is big, you know, maybe you're an empty nester now, and you've still got a mortgage. I think it's a good idea to take a look at downsizing, moving into a house you can pay for with cash. So you have no mortgage. That's what I would. That's what I would suggest. Uh, one thing that I told my wife a long time ago is that um, you know I, I we used to have the big house on five acres of land, and it was it was awesome. It was a ton of work, and it was very very expensive. And and I found, I made the decision I don't have to you know I don't have to live a, in a dream house. I just need certain basics. I just need certain basics to get by and I can be comfortable. I don't have to live in a mansion. And, you know, but that's everybody's choice. But guys, one thing I would seriously housing is one of the biggest expenses everybody pays. And I would take a hard look at that as you're approaching retirement or if you're already retired, do you need to live in that big a house? Do you have to pay such high property taxes? Um, Because I'll tell you, I paid higher property taxes 30 years ago in the first house that I bought in Illinois in the early 90s. I paid more in property tax then than I do now. And, and so you don't have to, if you're in a high tax area, that's something to take a look at as you're going into retirement. too. OK,
0: well, that makes sense. Sure. And, uh, you know, so as we get in there, you, you mentioned something a couple of minutes ago called uh, you said guaranteed lifetime income. And really, that is the goal. Uh, and and that is the setup, if you will, to 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 a successful retirement. We want that income every month. We want yes. it to grow as we get older. Uh, yeah, I mean, you yes. know, and the beauty is that's what you can help us do. You can help us achieve that
1: that's exactly right sign me up right now that is exactly right and, and guys to me you, you know what the studies you should you should do yourself a favor and do some research go online do some research um, and, and and do a search and you'll find studies um, that will show you that people you know we talk about level of happiness to me retirement is, is something where you should be you should be relaxed and content and satisfied about a life well-lived uh, with not having any worries about where your where your money's gonna come from or how are you gonna pay for everything that costs 10% more, where's the money gonna come from? Do I have to downsize to generic? Do I have to eat less food? What's the answer? All right. The answer is having more income, more guaranteed income. And and the studies show that the people that have retirees that have more guaranteed income are generally happier. And and the obvious answer is because they don't have to worry about it. They don't they see the stock market dropping 20%, they don't care because it doesn't affect their lifestyle, because they've got it all covered with guaranteed income. And so the money they have in the stock market is discretionary money. If they lose it, it's not gonna hurt their lifestyle. And that's the position that I want everybody to be in, is that we go over all of your expenses, all of your income, we figure out how much you need every month to live, you know, that includes all your hobbies, right? We wanna make sure you, you, can, you can travel if you want to, or fish or golf or uh, sew, or, or visit your family, whatever it might be we want to make sure you have enough money for it but we got to be, we have to be looking down the road right because if we have many more years of 10% increase in inflation how much more do we all have to save that's the thing that the inflation bump has got me I said I told my wife I said well apparently we got to, apparently we have to save a lot more than i used to think you know because inflation is so much higher than we thought it was going to be and so i think i think when you're talking about sources of income You know, it's not, you know, like my father, I mentioned my father earlier, you know, he was a union guy, right? He was, uh, he worked on heavy equipment, you know, the bulldozers and all that stuff. Uh, And so because he was a union guy, he had a pension and the union also provided healthcare uh, in retirement, uh, you know, a healthcare plan. And, and so uh, he, they never had any medical bills. It had next to zero, almost zero deductible and they didn't have any medical bills. So that was taken care of. And that's one of the biggest expenses for retirees. And then he had a monthly check coming in from his pension. But if he didn't have those two things from the union, my dad, my, my parents' retirement would have been far, far less comfortable. Um, and, and so they were perfectly fine, you know, living living their entire lives, um, you know, and nobody nobody else had to step in to support them or pay their bills later in life. Um, I will tell you, if you live much longer, we probably would have had to because the last couple of years he was in a facility uh, you know, a long-term care facility. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I think it's important that everybody take a look at your family, your life expectancy, the health condition in your family. Um, you know, one of the reasons I mentioned the health condition is I'm actually, I'm actually getting ready to volunteer to a program in Arizona here, uh, through banner health, uh, called the brain and body. What is it? Brain and body donation program. Oh, wow. All right. Cool. So I'm, I'm signing up to donate whatever is left of me (laughs) to science. Uh, when I go, because the school here, the university here, uh, this is Banner University in in Phoenix. It is one of the one of the uh, highest rated uh, dementia research facilities in the country, uh, and they focus on Alzheimer's and dementia research and memory care. And I think there should be far more money going into that. And so uh, I'm going to do what I can to to you know volunteer my pieces, my parts, whatever we should call them, uh, with the hope that they can help make progress on figuring this thing out. Because dementia and memory care is one of the highest expense expenses that anybody can encounter in retirement. It can easily be hundred thousand dollars a year. Sure. And that's and that changes, right? That changes that financial independence number, right? Absolutely, it does. If you want to deal with long term care, that means you you, you need at least a hundred, you know, probably a couple hundred thousand apiece if you're married. Um, in addition to the other funds, guys. So so we're looking at we're looking at a lot of money, right? We got to save this money. I'll tell you a good thing you can do take a look at an index annuity with somebody that knows what they're doing. All right. I would recommend somebody independent because we can shop around the entire country. I can look at every carrier out there that works with independent advisors of which there are dozens and dozens that I represent because what you're going to find guys, you could say here, I've got hundred thousand dollars, Kevin, how much is it going to pay me in 10 years? And you know what, that hundred grand, one of the benefits of interest rates going higher recently is now these annuity payments, have gone higher too okay so just uh, let's say last year if you put a hundred let's say you're 65 years old and you put a hundred thousand dollars I'm sorry you're 60 years old let's put a hundred grand into a, into an, an annuity that's going to guarantee you a lifetime income when you turn 70. so you're going to put it in you're going to leave it alone for 10 years and then the question then it's going to pay you income for the rest of your life even if that account goes to zero the annuity is going to keep on paying you. That is the value of the annuity. No other account will do that. Your bank, talk to your bank. Tell your bank you want them to keep on paying you after, you, after you've after you withdrawn all your money.
0: <laughs> They're going <laughs> to say, see, what? You've been drinking <laughs> bleach? <laughs> you
1: know, it's like, what have you been drinking? <laughs> all right. yeah. How, that conversation is not going to take long. All right. That's what the beauty of the annuity is that guarantee, that lifetime income guarantee. And what I'm getting at is the $100,000. If you put it in a year ago, the highest payment that I could find would be $11,700 a year. On 100 grand. Okay. It's almost a thousand bucks a month, not quite. All right. But today, now it's over 13,000 a year. All right. So 100,000. So you're 60, you put 100 grand into the annuity. And when you turn 70, it's going to pay you over $1,100 a month forever, guaranteed. Doesn't matter if you live to 110, it's going to keep on paying you. All right. And so, but the difference, guys, the difference, if you look at 10 different companies and you get quotes from all of them, how much are they going to pay you? the difference is thousands of dollars a year okay it is a huge just like think of it like your auto insurance if you call three different companies you're going to get three different quotes right and they're not going to be the same one'll be higher one'll be lower right mm-hmm. think about life life insurance same thing any number of things in our life you go from one place to another place you get it you get a different price right you go to amazon you get a great price on most stuff you go to walmart you get a great price well maybe if you go to neiman marcus or or saks fifth avenue or you know something like that probably not gonna get as good of a deal. It's the same thing with insurance. You wanna look around. It's the same thing with annuity payments. Annuities are backed by insurance companies, all right? And so what I would suggest is you wanna shop around, find somebody that has the ability to look at multiple companies to find the best fit for you. uh, And and you might be surprised at how much income it'll pay you. And so I'll tell you, me and my wife, that's one of the things that we're doing. I'll be using annuities for extra income in retirement uh, because I don't have the luxury of a pension. You know, all I've got is the money that we've saved uh, and, and our social security. And so we will be supplementing our income with annuities for that extra lifetime income. So I don't have to worry about, you know, damn, inflation is up 10%. How am I going to pay for it? All right. Because it's already going to be covered by those payments. And the money that I have in the stock market is discretionary. So if the markets drop 20%, it's okay. I can hold on. I'll leave it in there. I don't need to live. I don't need it to live off of. All right. And I think that's the key to your happiness in retirement. Is to make sure you got a plenty of income that's guaranteed, that you don't have to worry about extraneous events going on in the world as to whether it's going to impact your retirement.
0: Wow, I mean, again, the, so the indexed annuity is is really where it all starts. And like you said, I think, in fact, I did, you know, I think I've said before, I do this segment called "Their Brokers Behaving Badly," and I just did a story uh, where a where an insurance company um, had. I know, I want to say it's like 1.4 million teachers. Basically, they were all teachers, uh-huh. but they put those teachers in a variable annuity.
1: Oh yeah, and then
0: sure. <laughs> and then and then didn't tell them the real fees. Oh, imagine that!
1: Imagine that! Imagine that! Well, well the SEC the caught wind of
0: that, and uh, you know it's a little different. <laughs> I mean, they they ended up having to pay 50 million dollars to all of the participants to make up for what they took.
1: Wow, you know, um, okay, I don't know the damages that were involved in that specific case, but if there's 1.2 million and they paid out 50, so what, each person got like 45 bucks?
0: No, no, I no, mean, it's, it's. let me, I should be, I should be a little more, um, a little more specific. Let me do that.
1: Uh, anyway, so we, we can keep <laughs> going, I'll, I'll get it. No, it, no, I get, I get, I get your point though. No, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it was far, far more than that. But the fact is, guys, variable in it is, it's important that anybody that, Uh, considers or is thinking about an annuity, it's important that you understand that there there are different types. There are three different types of annuities, okay? And there's a lot of variation within those types. And you want to think, I always use the example of a car, okay? When you say car, a car was driving on the street, well, what kind of car? Was it a sedan? Was it a sports car? You know, what kind of car was it? There's big differences, right? There Obviously, there's a lot of similarities with one car to another, But there's obviously a lot of differences too right yes it's the same thing with annuities you have fixed annuities that'll pay you a guaranteed interest rate like a bank cd that's one category the variable annuity is where you put in things like mutual funds inside of the account it goes up and down with the stock market you can lose money Uh, and those are the ones that typically get the bad press because they can have very high expenses their typical expenses can easily exceed three percent a year right So if you have got half a million dollars in a variable annuity, you're probably paying at least 15 grand a year in fees. And if it makes sense for you, that's your choice. My my point and my objective is just to make sure you know what you're paying for, right? What are you paying and and what are you getting for it? And so then there's a third category called fixed index annuities. This is a group, a category that you cannot lose money because of the market dropping, first of all, uh, because it's tied to an index, your money goes up, you make money, you make a profit, when the indexes go higher up to a limit, you don't get all of the gain because nobody can give you all the gain with none of the risk, it's it's impossible, all right? Or if you think it can be done, then I'd like you to do it for me, please, all right? Um, It simply can't be done, right? So they give you maybe half the gain or 60% of the gain, but none of the risk of loss. And the thing is they lock in, you can lock in your gains every year if you set it up right, all right? And so really what you're doing, you're playing the market one year at a time. So if you put money into these one year ago versus the S&P 500, You'd be down, you know, 20% on your money or 18% of your money in the S&P this year. On the index annuity, you wouldn't have lost a dime. And then, then at your anniversary, it starts over again, right? So you don't have to make back a gain like you did in the S&P 500, like you do in the stock market. You don't have to get back to break even, all right? Because you get an annual, you get a reset that starts over. And so now if the market goes up from here, you're making money. And, and guys, it is one of the most valuable features that a lot of people don't understand and and I'm happy to show it to you by all means give me a call or reach out I'd be happy to go over it with you because these will perform differently they will behave differently than your other investments so for me an index annuity is a great piece a great piece of a portfolio I'm not saying the whole portfolio a piece of a portfolio and and but if you're looking for something conservative that in the last decade you could have made 7 or 8% a year without any market risk That's something you want to talk about. You should give me a call and I can give you some details.
0: 800-975-6717. That's the number you can call, folks. You can also reach out to Kevin directly on his website, silverleaffinancial.com. There's a link right there that you can send him an email. And just for clarification, this variable annuity. So it was 1.4 million investors, a proprietary variable annuity with misleading statements. And now they've been forced to pay $50 million in a civil penalty.
1: Okay. Well, it, and, and you know, the shame of it is, is that this type of behavior still continues. And, you know, f- from, but from everything I'm seeing in the world and in the news, it, it, it's, it's gotten worse before it, it, it already is way worse. Yes, um, And it doesn't seem to be getting better. So it seems we, we seem to have a serious lack of integrity these days. There's, there, it seems like people are lying every, every time they turn the page. Um, so I think it's important to do your research, do your homework, make sure you know who you're dealing with and they can be trusted. And double check, maybe triple check. All right. One of the things that that my, my sales manager actually used to give me a hard time about, it, he he he's he says I spent too much time talking about risk and talking about expenses. He's like, <laughs> nobody's gonna do, nobody's gonna buy anything from you, man, if you keep doing that. And I'm like I'm like, so I just shouldn't talk about it at all. He's like, well, you know, and so anyway, he got barred from the business. Well, barred. I
0: wonder why. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> barred. That means he can no longer work in this industry, period. Um, and, and the problem, the problem is there, there's just a lot of people that are unscrupulous and unethical, uh, in every career and, 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 every occupation, unfortunately. And, and that's why it's so much, that's why it's so important that you know who you're working with, you know, and what I'd suggest, see if you can get some referrals from your advisor, anybody you're thinking about working with, can your advisor give you testimonials? Because we can do that now. We weren't able to in the past, but we can now. Does their potential advisor have anybody that's a client that that's willing to talk to you? All right. Anybody that's willing to have a one-on-one conversation, private, a private one-on-one conversation where you can pick that person's brain about what it's like working with that advisor, because you know what? I have those clients. I have clients that are happy to talk to you if you'd like to get their opinion. And no, they're not my relative. It's not my father. Okay. It's, it is not related in any way, shape or form. All right. And and, uh, and and so, but I think that's a good way to tell, hey, is this somebody you can trust? Let, and, and you want to talk about their, their clients, how long has their average client been with them? Is it six months or is it six years or 16 years or 26 years? Because I think if an advisor has clients that they've been with them for years and years and years or been with her, then I think, you know what, they're probably doing a decent job. You know, it doesn't mean they are right. But I think the probability is a lot higher because if they, if they weren't doing a good job for those clients, I would think the clients would leave and go somewhere else. And so that's something else I'm very proud of. I still have clients from the 90s that have been with me 20 plus years. Um, and, and I look forward to working with them for a lot, for a lot longer. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that everybody I work with is looking for a long-term relationship because I think that's, the, that's how somebody is going to do the best job for you is, is, is a long-term relationship where you know each other and, and they can look out for you in the way that they should. Sure. And, and, and that's uh, something I think you should have a conversation with, uh, with your advisor about.
0: And again Kevin it'd be a great place to start 800-975-6717 that's the number and uh, so i have been reading a couple of stories uh, this week that uh, you know some of the pundits are saying well the worst of the inflation is over what
1: do you think you know i think well the actual answer is it's too soon to tell but i do okay. i actually agree with i actually agree with that statement okay um, i think the worst is over that doesn't mean i'm saying it's going back to 2% tomorrow um, what I'm hoping for is that it just drops down to maybe 5 or 6% by the end of the year um, and then continues to go down. But I, I don't think the, the question that I've been trying to figure out is, are we going to see disinflation? In other words, do we think prices are actually going to go lower? Not just stop going up as fast, but are they going to actually go lower? And there are some people forecasting that uh, I think it could happen with things like rental cars and airline fares. I hope so. The, you know, because I hope so, too. They've gone through the roof. You know, um, it does look like the peak of inflation is behind us. But what everyone's trying to figure out right now, Steve, is is uh, is this is is this inflation stuck? You know, is it is it is it entrenched? Is it going to continue longer than we expected? And, and if that's the case. Then that what that means is that the Fed is going to be forced to continue to raise rates, uh, and that increases the likelihood that the recession that we go into is going to be a hard landing, not a soft one. Whereas right now the market's feeling like you know what that might actually pull off a soft landing here. That's why the market you know has 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 been doing okay these last, let's say the last week. Yeah. <laughs> not that not that it's doing great, but it's Nasdaq I think is up seven or eight percent in the last few weeks. Um, you know, so there's a lot of people ever trying to figure out the inflation story. What I would suggest. I personally think there's a good chance the market could go back and retest the lows that are maybe, you know, seven, eight, 10% below where we are right now. Um, but that doesn't mean I think you should sell. I think we, I think it's what I've been telling clients is to nibble, you know? So, so if there's some positions you want to own, then you'll buy a little bit now and just look to keep adding to the position over the next, let's say three or four months, regardless of where the price is, it could be higher, it could be lower, but that's the approach that I'm taking. I do feel by the end of the year, that the market should be in a position to, to, to hopefully go onward and higher.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, again, that's, I mean, I like your optimism and that's one of the reasons I like talking with you, Kevin, is, is, you know, you, in spite of what all, everything that's going on, you
1: find kind of that ray of hope. Well, I, you know what, Steve, I, I, and I do appreciate that. And Let me mention on that, on that note, through the first half of this year, the S this is the fifth worst fifth five. There's only been four times Going back a hundred years, where the stock market had a worst first half of the year. Yikes! This is the the fifth worst time. Okay, guess what? Three out of four of those times, the market was up double digits six months later. Okay. Okay. One time, it, the one time it wasn't was World War II. All well, right? that, and that's understandable. And I think that I think that's understandable. So I like looking back at history and, and looking at those um, because it shows you, you know what? Just hold on. Over time, the market always goes on to new highs. At least it has so far always gone on to new highs. So just keep your head down, make sure you've got it, your allocation as how you want it, on um, that you're not taking too much risk or too much exposure to one area. Um and then I just keep on putting money away, adding to your positions as they go down. This I my, I called my my show last week, the market's on sale. The stock market's yeah. on sale. Now is a good time to be buying if you're a long term, if you're a long term holder.
0: All right. Well, on that note, we let's wrap it up, Kevin. This is a this's been a really good show, very informative.
1: Oh, hey, appreciate appreciate it, Steve. I hope I hope you guys found it informative as well. If anybody would like to talk, please feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, you can always contact me through the website at SilverLeafFinancial.com.
0: Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial. Member Finra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free... Financial Consultation. 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.